0: Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and this morning I'm speaking with Julie Schultz-Brown. She's the Executive Director of Communications and Marketing from Minneapolis Public Schools, and we're going to talk about what school might look like this fall. Good morning, Julie. Good
1: morning. Great to be here.
0: Thanks Thanks for being here. So tell us about what the options are for this fall.
1: Well, we're hearing from MDE, which is the Minnesota Department of Education, that we should be planning for three different scenarios. One is that we go back to school in person, standard operating procedure. Mm -hmm. Two is that we don't go back to school and we continue distance learning and everyone stays at home. And three is a combination of the two. And there's also kind of a fourth nebulous um, scenario, and that is, what if we go back or anybody's back in the schools and someone tests positive for COVID, how is it going to be handled? Ah. Okay, sure. So so um we don't and nobody has decided we haven't decided what we're going to do and MDE or the governor has not said yet what we have to do. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to be investigating how we would implement any of those scenarios. And then we're told that July the week of July twenty ninth that the governor will say what you have to do or give us the leeway to make the decision based on our own circumstances because there's a difference between rural and and urban for instance so maybe we'd make a different decision Um, also this week there's going to be some information about of those three scenarios how would it have to look and i suspect we don't know that i think it's coming out today or tomorrow the things that have to be considered when you when we make these plans are things like how do you keep order in hallways the cdc which is the centers for disease control which is a federal agency has said that all hall movement for instance has to be one way so that students staff visitors everybody has to be one way wow. how does that happen right <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean it can happen how but <laughs> does that happen <laughs>
1: And secondly, things like, of course, cleaning protocol. They're starting to maybe know better how what has to be cleaned thoroughly, but certainly anything that's touched often. But they're now sometimes they're saying, well, maybe that isn't how people catch it. But I don't know that anybody really knows. So, health and cleaning protocols will have to be different. Who's going to do what? And remember, there's things like union contracts involved that have to be honored. Then the third thing we have to think about is um, how do we monitor health for staff and students? How do we know if somebody, how how do we know if someone's sick? Do we take temperatures for everybody? How often do we take temperatures? That kind of stuff. That has to be decided. The fourth thing that we have to think about is physical distancing in classrooms and offices and common areas. How do we keep six feet of space between all the students? And that includes as I said, classrooms. But then, what about on buses, and what about in lunchrooms? The CDC, I think, I think their guidance so far has said that lunch will be in classrooms only. Oh wow! So then, and then, if those classrooms are six feet apart, how do you get everybody in the classroom?
0: Right. Because, I mean, usually class sizes, I mean, for, let's say, just an English class or I mean, that's more than 20 kids.
1: Yeah, it depends on the school. But yeah, certainly, certainly. And then and then there's the desk factor. um, If you have less or more or or if you're going to split the class up where you put the other half of the class, what do you do about the teacher? You only have one teacher. If you have two sides of the class, what do you do about that? so there's just a ton of considerations and 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 not only is there the public health issues but there's the educational issues is distance learning is distance learning working for everybody does everybody have access to the technology they need you know we got what twenty fifteen thousand. 15,000 i can't remember how many computers 16,000 i think computers out to students in the spring in like 2 weeks, 3 weeks. It was a, a a huge lift and it wasn't pretty, but it got done. Yeah. And and the kids still have those um have those computers. We didn't take them back over the summer. So so then will they have adequate access or do do they need additional training on how to use them effectively? And do the teachers know, you know, the teachers just were thrown into distance learning, whether they knew anything about any of this technology or not. Certainly everybody learned a lot. Did they learn enough? Do they know well enough how to make it effective for all their students? So then, should, so then in those different scenarios, in the hybrid, the, the third scenario, the hybrid scenario, some kids would be in school, which maybe reduced the, the, the classroom distancing issue, but some kids might stay at home. Then who do you, who who does what, or if you're a teacher who's of a certain age or has health underlying health conditions, how do we honor your contract and also honor your pub, your your need to be safe? So there's all sorts of issues there,
0: right? Well, and even I was thinking about like science based or any kind of or even band anything that's hands on mm-hmm. kind of learning choir I mean, that's choir. I
1: mean that's you know we heard about choir and uh, yeah. Breathing out when you're when you're singing, what happens with something like that? So there's the mega issues, and then it goes down to the the you know the the littler things, the day to day classroom by classroom scenarios. You know, I was on a call with a, with school districts around the nation, and everybody's at a different level. Some people are still talking about it philosophically. I Seattle is making the decision this week and communicating it to families, so it's very different. But we do want to honor. The guidance of the governor. So I don't believe Minneapolis will be making any final decisions until after the governor has made his wishes known.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about if you'd talked with other districts around the nation, and I'm glad that you addressed that. I also am curious about other districts in the world. I mean, what are some other countries doing as they've you know emerged. That I here. don't know. That yeah. I
1: don't know. That's interesting. I we've been pretty much with the Minneapolis is part of an organization called the Council of Great City Schools, which is the largest sixty five, I think, urban districts in the mm. nation. Okay. And that's who we typically keep track of and talk with and Mm
0: -hmm. learn
1: from and so hopefully we can use some of the learnings they've had and not have to um, reinvent the wheel but just getting ready ready for three different scenarios is a pretty big lift because we're also implementing the cdd and we're also creating a new security plan
0: right the comprehensive um, district design right mm -hmm, well portions of that though i mean you're saving a lot of the bulk of that difficult work of the cdd for the following school year right
1: You have to do the prep now, though.
0: Right, of course, of course. It's all, I
1: mean, really to do significant significant updates in fall of 21, all that work has to happen now and through this next year. And remember, a lot of people are off over the summer. Right. (laughs) 3,500 educators who are on summer summer break.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Trying to reconstitute after Mm -hmm. this incredible year. But in terms of learning... And if we do have kids in school, then what's the schedule? What's the classroom setup? How big can the class sizes be? And then there's and then if COVID factors in confidentiality is a big thing data privacy is a big thing making sure we have updated student contact information is critical and that's what we found this last spring too is that we we have to be able to contact families by by cell phone and computer and email as quickly as possible mhm mhm
0: Wow. Lots of uh, decisions to consider. And Isn't that it something? It's <laughs> really incredible. I mean, it's like peeling an onion in a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. it's just there's something that's going to be there to, that has to be addressed through this whole process. And I sure appreciate you talking with us about it. Um, is there anything Let me else? tell you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ahead.
1: Let me tell you one other thing. Sorry, I didn't want to lose this. Yeah. Starting at this week, there's a survey out right now to families, which asks them about their experience with distance learning and several other issues some related to this some related to the cdd at the at at the end of the month we'll send a more detailed survey specifically about going back to school in the fall and we really want to hear from families at that point it will be in all languages and probably will be another opportunity there will probably be another opportunity for or a different way for them to give their input as well we also have a website called answers at mpls k 12mnus or you can just send your input to make sure we're thinking about everything. Um, we had a meeting recently with a bunch of community members and community partners just to talk about what parents' concerns are and what the status would have to be in our schools for them to feel safe, to send their kids back to schools. And there were things on there like, what if our grandparent lives with us? Can my kid opt out not to come to school? and so that has to be a, a something should parents be able to simply opt out and then how does that how does that work in terms of meeting the requirements that we have by law to educate children and where we educate them so that so it involves the legislature as well
0: my goodness so many things on the plate mm-hmm. of decision
1: makers these days <laughs> isn't it something and all over the nation all over the world like you said yep yep everybody's exactly. in the same situation so we aren't alone
0: Well, I've been speaking with Julie Schultz-Brown. She's the Executive Director of Communications and Marketing at Minneapolis Public Schools. Julie, thank you so much for talking with us today. My pleasure,
1: Emily.